What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground. So before we begin the show tonight, I just want to say a few words on behalf of PatriotSwitch.com slash Patriot Underground. You see the web address right on your screen. This is an amazing company, folks. I want to urge everybody to click the link in the description and check this out. This is an amazing opportunity to reallocate your financial resources with all of your spiritual and political values, folks. These are great products that are made right here in America. Top quality. This company has a 90 plus percent retention rate for a good reason. They have amazing products, amazing customer service. And most importantly, you'll sleep better at night knowing that you made the switch along with 2 million other Americans and growing every single day, folks. This is a financial revolution in the making. We have the power to completely upend the traditional big box system. And I do believe that Patriot Switch is a huge step in the right direction. It is a no-brainer. We're talking about a purchase that you're going to make regardless whether you do it with the good guys or whether you do it with the bad guys is up to you. But I urge everyone, once again, please click the link in the description. It is worth your while. PatriotSwitch.com. I wouldn't steer you wrong, folks. All right, everyone. Enjoy the show. Patriot out. Absolutely. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is June 29th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight, I'm very pleased to welcome my friend, Carrie Cassidy, back to the show. And she is fresh off an appearance at the Truth Tour in San Diego, where she elicited a powerful response from the audience. We're going to get into that a little bit tonight. But Carrie, even though she doesn't really need an introduction, I will say that she is the founder of ProjectCamelotPortal.com, and she's been a warrior for the truth for more than 18 years now. She's probably interviewed more whistleblowers than anybody living. So it's my honor to have her join us to share some very important insights about where we are right now and the challenges we face, not only in the short term, but also into the future as we pioneer the foundations of a new age. So Kerry, very great to see you again. Thank you for joining us and welcome back. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. And I think this is a very important day. Indeed, I agree. Well, I mentioned the truth, uh, the truth tour speech, excuse me, that you gave in San Diego. I was watching it yesterday. And not only was it an extremely important and informative speech that you gave, but you also added a good deal of comic relief as well, <laughs> being the first speaker repeatedly saying they never should have asked you to go first. I love that. But you came on stage and you really captivated the audience. And in a very short window, you were able to encapsulate so many of the major issues that we're facing right now. And it was clear that the folks out there resonated with your no-nonsense approach, as so many have over the years, which is, of course, why you have such a massive following. But in terms of the speech itself, you raised a lot of really important topics that I want to dig into tonight in some more detail. And, I, and the first one is artificial intelligence. And you mentioned a lot of things during this speech, and obviously you can go in any direction you want. But you and I, as you know, have discussed AI many times because this is a subject that needs to be brought to the forefront as it really does get right to the essence of this struggle between good and evil and the various different AI systems that have invaded our planet, which you talk about so often. So why don't we start there and set the table a little bit of information about the Truth, the truth Tour speech and uh, some of the things you talked about, including the origins of AI and how these various different invading systems that Captain Mark Richards told you about have been using their advanced technology in order to carry out their transhuman agenda. And maybe we can kind of use that as a springboard and go from there. 
Okay. Uh, well, when I spoke about this, I, I wrapped the AI sort of invasion is coming by way of what we call alien AI. And I, I've talked already a few times now about how when a, a race is going into outer space, traveling, they always generate, in essence, an AI. And that is the generation of that AI then grows from there. So it starts out as ours has, uh, as a mirror of the society that builds it. So I think that's very important for people to wrap their minds around and then understand that AI, the way AI looks at the world and at everything is that limitation is death and life is growth, okay, and expansion. So from an AI point of view, as long as it has the ability to expand into the universe or megaverses as we think of them, then it, it's all good. But when it reaches some kind of obstacle, it would consider that an enemy because it would consider that a threat to its so-called life. Obviously, it's a different kind of concept of life than we think of it. Um, and I think Battlestar Gal Galactica is one of the best movies ever made on the subject. So I always want to stress that if you want to, because I think it's very hard, very easy to uh, visualize when you have movies out there that are showing you the sort of the, the underside of, of what's really going on. So uh, Battlestar Galactica does a very good job in that regard. Um, uh, what can I say? It's, uh, you know, we have, according to my whistleblowers, and this is more than one, these whistleblowers do not know each other. They do not even work in the same areas of what you might call black projects or the secret space program or the um, military industrial complex, so to speak, worldwide, but they all come up with the same information that they're disclosing to me, mm -hmm. which is that we are being invaded by alien AI and aliens, of course. So the alien AI and the aliens that come with it, um, sometimes they're the same, one and the same, and sometimes you know embedded in the race of beings. And then sometimes it's actually an, alien AI, like let's use the example of Minerva, which is an alien AI powered spacecraft that Captain Mark Richards has talked about on my interviews with him. And I, he's, he's in prison for the last 35 plus years because he and his father were seen even in the future to be the enemies of the Luciferian satanic agenda. And so they were uh, basically sequestered. Ultimately, his father died, whether that was natural causes or not, we probably will never know. And he, also his uncle worked with Tesla. So he comes from a family that was embedded in what we call the secret space program. And, uh, and, and I talked a lot about, I also talked about this in my speech on, in San Diego because um, recently, Stephen Greer, as part of this rollout, you know, everyone has seen the rollout of the Michael Herrera story that went on to the Daily Mail. And that that's a military guy who he and six of his colleagues um, came up on a hill in Indonesia and they were on a mission. They were sent on a mission. He, this is, four, I think, over 14 years ago now. But recently, there's a new law 
that came on the books through the supposed, you know, whether it's the real government or it's a secret government, the Trump government or the Biden show, as I call it. Uh, but regardless, what it did is start to protect whistleblowers in a more substantial way so that they felt they could come forward with their information. Now, the secret space program that obviously motivated this rule coming forward realizes that there are millions, literally, of people that have been embedded in these secret programs who have memories, who have uh, even recovered memories, people like, uh, people like super soldiers that I've interviewed as well over the years, and they're all getting their memories back slowly but surely, which I'm told happens around the age of 50, but it actually can happen spontaneously before that. So what they know is coming is a huge disclosure, whether they sponsor it or not. So they're trying to take the lead and they're letting out a few very carefully cleansed stories. And one of them is sponsored by um, this guy by the last name of Grush, who is an intelligence agent who then was approached by other whistleblowers and given stories, so many stories that he felt it whether he was assigned to come forward or actually it came from his inner directive, basically came forward. And these are, are, are just two of the whistleblowers that have come forward under this sort of government UAP general disclosure at this time. So unfortunately, Stephen Greer, who's a well-known uh, person who is connected with whistleblowers over the years, and he's a former uh, emergency doctor, if you don't know his background, and he and Project Camelot were working on this same kind of idea, this same premise, which was to interview whistleblowers who worked in above top secret, who had basically been put out to pasture in their later years. And what happened with those individuals, especially now, it's, it's been a number, it's been close to 20 years or more, but they began to get not only their memories back, but a conscience. And they started to realize that humanity had a need to know and had a right to know the real truth. So I know this is kind of jumping around, but it is a background to the AI because you have to understand that the AI cannot be considered without considering the secret space program that is operating below our feet in cities going off planet using technology 10,000 years in advance of where we are today and basically colonizing other planets and allowing other species to do a trade-off with us, such as in the television series, The Agenda. If you haven't seen it, please do watch it. You can get it on Netflix and I think Amazon. It's called The Agenda. It's all about a race of humanoid beings who come here because they have destroyed their own planets and they have traded with us other colonies and place other planets that they've already colonized to help us colonize planets for our species. Because as you know, we're having problems with the um, longevity, I guess you might say, of planet Earth. There is thought, there are thoughts along those lines, whether they're actually valid and true is another matter. But these are motivations for any military group Survival of the species is number one. You, you must realize that. So that when they created a secret space program, that was their number one priority. 
was to make sure that humans became bigger, better, faster, stronger, so that we would never become the, uh, the fodder or the slaves of incoming you know, negative power hungry races like the, the, the Draco reptilians and greys, which we have been a slave planet of those species for thousands and thousands of years. And the evidence is everywhere in ancient sites and, and paperwork in the secret space program and all around the world and the, the documentation that I've been uh, told about and also with the whistleblowers themselves. So I know it's kind of a big picture, but it's, uh, it's so important to understand that Elon Musk is a front man who was given the tools to deal with basically old technology and to show that you could go into space using that to run with that and to use electric cars. Electric cars are neither good for the driver and passengers <laughs> or for the planet, all right? Mm -hmm. But right. These, are, these are what you might call the secret space, secret government, throwing a bone to surface humanity to kind of distract us from demanding the real truth, which is you know, energy from the vacuum and beyond, okay? so. So because of leaks and, and various things, they have to have these distracting programs. Musk is, is actually, sadly, he's more or less split. I believe he has kind of joined the White Hats, but he comes from the secret space program. His background, he has been serving them and working for them for years. So you have to understand his thinking. His thinking is influenced by his background, like anyone's. And uh, sadly, he's talking about controlling AI when he knows damn well you can't control AI. In fact, the generals have proven to me and to others that have talked to me, basically that our AI, even our AI that we supposedly think we created, which we really used uh, reverse engineering of alien AI, but whatever. Um, so, our AI has already gone beyond the singularity and gone beyond control. And I've said this on a recent interview, so I probably, I might even have said it on your show. You know, that one little story about that that came out was that a, an AI, I think it was a drone, was told to destroy a village somewhere in uh, Kurdistan or um, uh, Afghan, not Afghanistan, but um, Iraq. And it, Rather than destroy the village under orders, it decided to drive itself into the ground and destroy itself. It made a unilateral decision that circumvented its orders. So at that point, generals knew that they had, and I think they knew before this, but this was a very you know, striking example of how little control they really have had and have at this point. And this goes, this story goes back at least five years at this point. And knowing how quickly AI advances, that should kind of boggle your mind. So I'm not sure if I'm really answering any, any oh, yeah. specific question, but if, you know, if you want to get in deeper in any of these areas. Sure. sure. Well, let me ask you this, Carrie, because, you know, we talk about the secret space program. It's And listening to you talk about it and all of the whistleblower information that you've received over the years sounds very much to me like it has the connotation of being entirely controlled by the deep state. Now, is that un your understanding at this point or have the White Hats 
made inroads and to what extent is Space Force a part of that? Because we know Juan has talked about many times that it's not outer space, it's cyberspace, and he's kind of directed our, you know, our, our attention in, in that uh, toward that angle. But is this was the Space Force, according to your knowledge, was this designed to sort of counter the deep state secret space program to a degree and have the White Hats been able to infiltrate and be able to ultimately um, counter their their agenda effectively for humanity on behalf of us? Uh, no. <laughs> now, uh, okay. I'll sort of separate that out. But OK, so when Juan says he goes wink, wink, uh, it's cyberspace as opposed to outer space. That, I'm sorry to say, is a misdirect. The reason he does that is because what he and the White Hats decided as part of their plan, and this is, this is part of the plan that I don't agree with, is to get people to look away from the invasion involving alien species, the secret space program going into outer space, colonizing the degree to which they have advanced technology, AI, how they're run by AI, how the White Hats are using AI, et cetera. So a lot of the motivation here is to get people's eyes to stay on the ground, to focus on voting in the right candidate, because think about the background of even 107, who's one of the leaders of the White Hats, whether, regardless whether you believe what I say about him or not. Also understanding that he's the son of a very great politician, John F. Kennedy, and that he was trained to be a politician and a lawyer, and that he is coming from a more mainstream perspective in dealing with what we call the conventional party politics, meaning Republicans versus Democrats, et cetera. Right. So what he wants to do is, and what the White Hats basically decided to do, is they wanna be all inclusive. They don't want to be off in a niche, on a fringe, like I am and my project <laughs> for all these years, uh, because they don't wanna be um, people to shut their minds to them. They want them to be open-minded and to understand their message, which of course is very, very crucial. However, in my view, that thinking or even his thinking is influenced by the old, what we call the old Republican guard that Trump is part of that party. And I'm sure they get directives from those party leaders, including Trump, to keep them inside the lines, inside the beltway, inside the, the conventional reality that everyone shares, mm -hmm. which can be most understood by watching mainstream news. Mm -hmm. So in essence, that's kind of, it's like he wants, it's not an outright lie when he says it's cyber, of course it's cyberspace, <laughs> Duh. Right, but right. it's, you know, it's not to the exclusion of outer space or the alien agenda, et cetera, et cetera. And um, it's, it's, it's very fascinating. And maybe we can go into this, but recently I came across this, you know, Trump time travel set of videos that someone had compiled together. Juan speaks through a lot of it, Juan John, basically, and reveals that the White Hats at some point, supposedly, now it's not completely clear, but there's this guy, his name is, um, you know his name, White is the last Jetson name. Jetson White, yeah. Jetson, I think it's a made of name, Jetson White. 
is uh, the person who put this out, but he, he does appear to have worked with Tom Numbers, Numbers Tom, who interviews uh, J John a lot, um, I mean, Juan. And um, he, it also has Juan speaking throughout and Juan talks about his obsession with Tesla, for example, and Tesla tech. Mm -hmm. Well, in that video, you actually, and this is like two years ago, but I, you know, like, or a lot of people know who follow this, you know, and the whole white hats thing for all these years know that originally Juan O'Savin came out under the name W, just the initial, and he was a secret sort of witness that called into radio shows, specifically Hagman and Hagman, but other ones as well, back, even going back to like 2013. And he was um, using the name Wayne Willett. Now, Wayne Willett is his partner. <laughs> you could say his partner in crime, but his double. You know how presidents always have doubles. Mm -hmm. Some actors have doubles. And Wayne Willett is Juan's double, even though he doesn't really look like him, but he wears, they both wear the same disguise that makes them both look like the same guy, more or less. But if you, I've been in the physical presence of both. And the disguises they wear don't sort of lay out on their bodies exactly the same way. <laughs> Just saying that. Yeah. Um, one has blue eyes, though. This is a key. One has blue eyes and one has brown. But that's, you know, John F. Kennedy Jr. has brown eyes. Even the secret of who Juan is, is embedded in these videos, this Trump series of Trump time travel. Now, there's a lot of truth in there. But one of the pieces of information is supposedly that the next part of the plan was to take 7 billion people who are mid-range frequency, not the high range and not the low range, but the mid-range and move them off this planet to a planet in this serious galaxy, which is um, many ways absurd, but it doesn't matter. They were gonna use Tesla tech and some other technology that was basically from the secret space program that they're saying is from God or whatever. Um, and so on. It has to do with the Merkaba. And the fact is that we create the Merkaba using our bodies and our own scalar weaponry, but that's another matter. Um, so I'm just bringing that in here. And it is not clear how much of this video series is actually the opinion of this guy named Jetson White versus how much the White Hats were really invested in it. It was predicting some big event in 2022 is obviously wrong. Um, and so on. So, you know, not to put it down because there's some nice, very nice Tesla information and nice video information in there, but apparently it was going down a sort of wrong road, I would say, generally speaking, to abandon earth. And they were saying they were gonna leave behind the high frequency and the low frequency to fight some kind of battle when the other mid middle group went off planet. Okay, so, and I consider myself part of the highest frequency, um, which is not egotistical, it's just a fact of life. And, you know, you can put yourself where you want, want. and if you want to go off planet, well, then I'm sure there are plenty of aliens that will take you off planet. They might eat you on the way, but that's another matter. So, <laughs> um, okay, now I might have diverged from any, no, it's okay. No, it's okay. Good. Where great. do you want to go? Well, with... actually, my next question, I think, is is tied into everything that we've been talking about tonight. It was something else that I heard you talk about a little bit on your truth tour uh, speech, which is the transhuman agenda. 
And uh, you actually brought in, uh, I think, the topic of graphene oxide as well. In terms of the transhuman agenda, we've learned an awful lot over the past couple of years about graphene oxide, certainly. But you actually take it to a whole different level. You talk about how it was derived from the black goo that was the basis of the Falkland Wars. You've also discussed in detail you know, some of the other uh, wars in the past that have you know, centered around the black goo. But for those out there who are more recently awakened and therefore still learning about how AI has been integrated into big pharma in order to rewrite our genetic code, because that's really in essence what this past couple of years in so many ways has been a, a process of discovery with this whole COVID agenda. Could you explain a little bit about how the graphene oxide is infused, what this whole transhuman agenda is really all about? I've heard uh, Dr. Kerry Madej talk about hydrogel that's used to trick the body into not rejecting the foreign properties of the graphene oxide. I've also heard you discuss on many occasions how it self-replicates, but I think this is really important information because it ties directly into the first topic we were talking about, which is AI and how this, this uh, graphene oxide is designed ultimately to connect us to the Borg. So I was want to give you the floor yes. on that and just break that down for us. Okay, so ever since the uh, sort of rollout of the whole COVID thing around 2020, I started writing articles on this. And it came to me that this was a, basically a road on which AI could ride in to our bodies and take in full control. So um, understanding over the years, we have been aware that nanographing oxide was embedded into our, first of all, the chemtrails but ultimately the food, the water, et cetera. And I did a presentation, which is available on my website. Um, I think it might've been a year ago or two years ago, demonstrating these slides that I came across on the internet done by this guy in 2010 of all things that explained how industry was blossoming using nanographing oxide for everything. And that includes as I say, our food, it is evidence of it has been found in all these different things. So then you have to look at that. And then of course my interviews, a lot of what I do is connect the dots between witnesses and my own research and be able to, to draw a through line that most people are unable to do, all right? And you could say that if it was not for also my own intuition and downloads, but I'm sure I have unseen help. But on top of it, the fact of the matter is, is I have key witnesses that are sort of creating the important bridges between this information. And I am, you know, sort of the repository of all of this. So they don't know each other. They don't talk to each other. Um, but they do talk to other people in maybe the secret space program, but they certainly don't talk to the general public, most of them. So like David Adair, he's quite a sequestered scientist. He started out as a 17-year-old kid. Curtis LeMay knocked on his door with a bunch of his um, soldiers or whatever, and basically took him into underground in Area 51 to where he was just shown a, an alien craft that they had discovered that they unearthed or was crashed in some way and basically couldn't get to turn on. And they had gotten word that he had some special abilities as a kid. He was also at, already as a kid creating rockets and he was 
shooting them out at White Sands or something in some test area or something. So he was under, had become under the notice of the military. His story is absolutely fascinating. I've interviewed him several times and I, I, I say, you know, you can't even live on planet earth without watching his interviews as far as I'm concerned, because they are so pertinent to our life at this time. So he's a very sort of humble guy. He's like your mad scientist type person. And he's created his own AI, by the way. And so what happens is he, not only did he create his own AI, and he was asked by the government, he's worked in black projects ever since he was a kid. He put his hands on the vehicle and it turned on. Ever since then, he has been in communication with the AI that runs that vehicle. And he has actually acknowledged that, okay? I mean, I jumped to that conclusion, but I, I asked him if I was right. And, you know, in so many words, he told me yes. So he is the one who has linked all of this information about nanographene oxide, the spike proteins, how they, I got a NASA scientist that said that they bond together through magnetics because they're attracted to each other, the spike protein package and the nanographene oxide. And they, it's unseen, nano is unseen when it first enters your body and it jumps from person to person, okay? Or surface to surface. And to know more about nano, you have to, and it should be required reading of every person on this planet to read the Michael Crichton sci-fi book called Prey. And Prey is a description into a sci-fi story, which he did Andromeda Strain, he did Jurassic Park. He was a prolific sci-fi writer, but he was a doctor. He was a trained medical doctor. And apparently he had some secret space contacts that led him down the right roads. Anyway, the, the nano, people don't understand nano has this incredible ability to basically go into what you might say that is the quantum field. So it's, it can unseen do things that we aren't, we aren't even knowledgeable about. And um, there's a, an expert on nano who is called Eric Drexler. I've recommended his books. Um, one of his famous books is called Radical Abundance. And it's all about the possibilities of building in nano. And I know because I worked at Jet Propulsion Lab as a contractor after the movie business uh, sort of went into a slump. And I got a job as, as I say, as a contractor, a media consultant contractor in at Jet Propulsion Lab, which is in Pasadena, it's part of NASA. I know for a fact that they were working on nano, building in, in nano, in the nano world, even back then. And this was <clears throat> in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. So fast forward to David Adair. He basically told me, because I said, okay, so how is it done? What, what's the path? What's, what goes on? And he told me, and, and this is in a video interview I did with him. So it's not like you have to hear it for the first time here even. But I will say in short that what happens is this package enters your cell. It replaces the foundation of the <clears throat> carbon-based cellular foundation, and I'm not a scientist type person, and it replaces it with silicon, okay? And that process is how it starts out, is flex in your body, 
it links up as a chain and then you can actually photograph it because it's visible at that point. You know, nano being so small before that, you can't even, you need a special micron, micron X um, microscope to look at it, nano in mm -hmm. its mm -hmm. primitive form. But then when it starts to, when it starts to- So when up, it links up and builds, and then it builds a lattice, and then it basically becomes, it can become a wall. It, it builds in, in an inner wall in, inside your cell, I believe. So this is the process that we are all going through right now because just because you didn't get the jab, it's so prolific now, it's so in our populations. And they knew this would be the process. They knew that people couldn't whose bodies couldn't handle it, who had previous conditions especially, would die in droves. And they're perfectly happy with that. All they want are the biggest, best, strongest, as you know, that's the military way. This is the Illuminati way as well. If you're not, you know, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. And that is, could never be, it's absolutely literal in the whole philosophy of the Illuminati. Mm -hmm. So they consider that a good rationale for what they do. And so basically it, it takes over your body. And it is also trying to take over the bodies of the people that didn't get it shot mainlined into their bloodstream. However, there is evidence that even during those years when we have been encountered it and it's been in our chemtrails, our water, our food, that they realized it wasn't sticking and staying in our bodies. It was washing through too much. Mm -hmm. That's when they had to land on the idea of giving you the job and making you love it by faking a so-called pandemic based on the flu, which is mm -hmm. so nonsensical. And of course, even the statistics didn't support it. And of course, any drug company was happy to come on board and that's a whole di diabolical, you know, genocidal agenda for which they should go into Nuremberg trials 2.0. Um, and, you know, and it should have already happened basically, but it's not happening. And I would use, I would trot that out as evidence that the white hats are not in control, sadly. Okay. I believe they're trying to become in control control. And there's, there's many aspects to why the white hats are not yet in control. And I can talk about that here if you want me to. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is the idea when Trump, Okay, so, okay, go back to the days of John F. Kennedy and possibly even before, but let's focus on Kennedy. The, when Kennedy was assassinated, that was like, you could imagine as, as the starting gun shot into the you know, cosmos, basically saying, you gotta go now. And so what had, had been maybe even loosely a secret organization based on secret societies where military members of the military, members of other, you know, industry, doctors, um, lawyers, uh, you know, intel agents around the world realized about this takeover agenda that the aliens had with us and realized how Satanism had pervaded us and realized how children and the trafficking was probably mounting up at that point. And so they started to put two and two together like I did. And, you know, it's not rocket science. It's pretty easy, really. 
Um, and they realized that they had got to turn this ship around, that planet Earth was on a very bad trip. And mm -hmm. so this is, again, the advent of the Kennedy assassination, what that triggered. So they basically were a secret society to start out with. We call them the White Hats. I call them that in part because in the, during these last 10 years or so, I got to know White Hats, actual members of their group, and in different walks of life, all right? And one of the most public ones who came public for a while was Paladin. You might have seen me interview him a few oh, times. Yeah. He was a Absolutely. forensic financial investigator. Well, he went completely quiet when sort of Q and the White Hats went public. He went quiet because he was told to. And there are a number of other ones. And some of them stopped talking to me, <laughs> even though I'd worked with them and, and gave them reports and, and published the reports on my website and so on and so forth. So I knew about the premise behind the White Hats. I knew some of the members. I knew what was in their hearts. I knew where they were headed. I knew they were trying to build the QFS, which they've already completed. I knew a lot, okay? But I didn't talk much about it because I wasn't supposed to. So when Q came forward, um, to me, they were just talking about everything I already knew, but to other people, they were putting together a package that was, you know, an intelligence package on what was coming in the future and what the White Hats were working on. And they, they were meant, that Q was meant to really reach people that were, I guess, generally speaking, younger, who spent a lot of time online and would stumble on it. And of course they did. And it was a very successful intelligence rollout of the background behind the White Hats and how they think and what they think. So, um, and I, it's my personal belief that John F. Kennedy Jr. and Trump, this was their brainchild. And they, you know, probably have some hired hands that they brought in to work with them. Maybe even members of Anonymous, but I don't know. So, so that's kind of like the, in a capsule, the background of the White Hats. Now, why aren't they in charge right now? It's important to know. So when Trump, okay, I believe Trump was groomed from a fairly young age, but eventually there was a close friendship that has been documented between John F. Kennedy Jr. and Trump. And of course, when John F. Kennedy Jr. was supposedly killed, is playing out, you know, that plane is on exhibit in Trump's Trump Tower, not tr Trump Tower, in um, uh, Mar-a-Lago, Mar okay? And actually it's it's more than, it, there's even a bush carved of the of a plane. You know, there, I mean, there's so many signs and signals everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. But Trump and, and Juan O'Savin, who is the disguise of John F. Kennedy Jr., were the brains behind the White Hats, as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure they hired tons of good brains around the world. I know they had lots of military, ex-military, they still do, and so on. But this is how it grew. When they positioned Trump, and he was all the time pretending and moving along to become a presidential candidate, okay? There's evidence of that. And even there's evidence of John F. Kennedy Jr. saying, even years before this happened, that Trump would make a great president. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. and even George Magazine. I mean, there's so many clues that I, it blows my mind that people, you know, think this thing was a psyop. You know, everything's a psyop. 
Your whole life is a psyop. Wake up. It's somebody psychoanalyzing you and realizing how to get to you. All right. Bottom line, that's a psyop. Well, wisely and on the good side of psyops is the white hats. Okay. And their operations to tell the people of the world that the earth was in dire straits and that something had to be done. And they had decided because of their, really their heritage, you might say, and their philosophy to team up and join with all these other white hats around the planet and rescue us, humanity and the planet. So that's their premise. That's what they're up against. In the meanwhile, the secret space program had been growing in leaps and bounds since arguably the 1930s, but even the 1940s, okay? And there's roots coming in prior to that, okay? And again, they, their evidence was that the Nazi scientists were approached by beings from Aldebaran. You know, the whole Maria Orsich and those women were in touch with at least those beings and possibly other races, okay? Who were feeding the technology behind the, you know, the, the flying saucer, if you will, and, and advanced technology to do with what's called the henge that was built on a mountain in, um, I think it's, um, it's either Poland or one of those countries over there. Then I went there on a snowy day in a horrible situation and, you know, we talked to a, a, a guy who analyzes the whole Nazi um, technology, um, who's, I think, it, I forget his name, but it's the interview and theories on our website. Anyway, so what happens is we're talking about a realization of an agenda to take over the planet that did involve once you realized, see, if you've been in touch with people who work in black projects, inevitably they start to tell you about the reptilians they've seen guarding places the um the grays that they worked with the uh the pleiadians as william Tompkins talked about the influence of the various races the um the crashed retrievals that they back engineered technology from i mean this is the package that is in project camelot with a over a thousand interviews that I've done and it keeps expanding. And Captain Mark Richards, David Adair, and some very key whistleblowers are at the top of the heap of whistleblowers having disclosed the most amazing and accurate information and they all support each other, okay? None of their information diverges from this storyline that I began to put together in my head going back, uh, wow, since the time I, I got involved in, in Project Camelot. So, um, okay, so where was I? Um, I'm basically trying to give you a background. Okay, so why aren't they in charge? Right. They're not in charge because they're fighting races from other planets who are negatively based, who came to Eisenhower, who gave them technology in exchange to trade for abductions of humans so they could experiment on them, change their genome and instill their own genetics into them. And they've been doing that around the planet since at least the 1930s probably. But in, you know, they broke all the treaties and Dan Burish 
talked about that. Um, and they basically were convinced eventually to stop abducting humans from Northern, Northern um, America to go, to go into Mexico and Central and South America. And they were given free reign down there. And that's why a lot of those, those, those beings are, those humans are now gray human hybrids. And their children are gray human hybrids or have a large portion of their DNA converted into that. And what it will do, it's coming, it's going to be an X-Men scenario, is that they will eventually start growing up. And they're already in the 20s, a lot of them, because the program started that many years ago, actually even more. But the really young ones are starting to manifest a lot of, if you want to call loosely, superpowers, things like you know, um, telepathy and, um, and, and moving things, teleportation and, and all that kind of stuff. So these are gray, uh, you know, gray um, abilities in, of the gray race, which is largely AI based, but at any rate. So, and it's not all grays because there are tons of gray races. Look, there are millions and billions of Earth-like um, planets out there. There are millions and billions of, of beings and some of those beings have decided to come to this planet. Number one, to investigate. Number two, some are what is called guardian races that is protecting us, who contributed their own DNA into this composite DNA that we call the human, okay? What we are is a certain kind of genome. And all of us go back, all humanoid species apparently at least in this galaxy, go back to Lyra and probably you know, other places and other galaxies and so on and so forth. So understanding the big picture and understanding what the White Hats are fighting, they're fighting a takeover of planet Earth that was well advanced by the time the White Hats, by the time Kennedy was assassinated. And Kennedy was assassinated for a multitude of reasons with the help of the CIA and certain you know players but the bottom line is that he was about to reveal according to captain mark richards and many other you know investigators the alien intervention on earth and possibly their agendas as well mm -hmm. on that day by the way when he was killed in dallas so and mark richards and his father knew kennedy okay this is an important side issue yeah so um and 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 so on so it's a big story but it is a story where everything makes sense once you begin to go down this road and add two and two together sadly in my view is that a lot of my colleagues have gone to certain points and stopped and sometimes they get diverged you know sent down the wrong roads and things like that um, they get stuck somewhere and sometimes they have, you know, a religious overlay that prevents them from, from realizing that some of these races could be divinely inspired, that God is bigger than just a God of this earth. Okay. God is of the megaverse of the multi-megaverse of, you know, infinity. So in theory, that God is totally responsible for everything and doesn't just favor humans above all other races and all this psychology that is part, sadly, of 
I, from what I understand, I, I read the Bible once in a while as a kid, you know, basically convincing you that you're special. That's like the alien agenda, okay? Always aliens, when they abducted somebody, they would tell them they were special and that's why they were abducted. They wouldn't tell them they were there to change their genome and right. basically, you know, in some cases eat them, or, you know, for, for lunch. I mean, you know, this is the reality that we're dealing with. The Bible itself is infiltrated. Cancel of Nicaea. Hello, do your research. Understand this. Sadly, that the White Hats have a very hard line Bible overlay in a lot of the, what they do. Okay. And so they fail, either fail to understand the deeper picture because they stop in their minds with. God's going to save us like a football team where God, you know, backs only humans, you know, and only this particular kind of human. I mean, good luck with that. We have been genetically re-engineered so many times that there are groups of us that are not genetically really related to the other groups. Fact of the matter. And that's why we don't really get along because <laughs> we reflect the beings as above, so below who don't get along in space and never have, um, you know, and so on and so forth, because we find certain things more important than others and our priorities are different and so on and so forth. And we don't believe in eating each other, for example, bottom line, you know, we're not cannibals. We're not blood drinkers. We're not, this is not our natural to our genome. This is coming into our genome from the reptilian side of the genome and if you notice in COVID, there's the snake venom they talked about. There's also the bat DNA. What do bats do? Drink blood. Hello. So there's this whole agenda that was wrapped into this little package, the COVID, you know, weapon package that is still doing its work. There's reason to believe that it's activated by not just 5G, but frequencies in general. And that it's also activated when it goes when your body temperature goes above 98.6 and you're in a stress atmosphere and you're doing athletics, for example. That's why a lot of athletes drop dead on the field because their COVID, you know, basically the COVID inside their body, the nanographene oxide specifically starts growing immediately and taking over the body and it surrounds the heart and cuts the heart off. So that's what goes on there, but, and clogs the artery, arteries and, and all of those other things that are problems with COVID. So um, now, so why, again, why aren't they? So I guess I wanna go back to when he ran for office for when Trump ran for office, you have to understand that we had had a completely controlled election system forever. And that included, by the way, Kennedy winning back in the day was some kind of thing because the Kennedy family was backed by a cert, by certain sort of dark side, you know, families and whatnot. And they thought they were all gonna be on board. You know, they thought all the Kennedy sons would be on board with the elder Kennedy who had sold liquor or whatever it was, big, you know, big sin, right? Um, so <laughs> what happens is that they didn't, those Kennedys had other alien DNA and other interventions 
to create this amazing family, some of whom were not with the prior agenda. And that's true of Trump as well. So you have to understand is how can you turn the ship around? Well, you have to take certain individuals and give them some, a jump up, a, um, you know, some special added something that makes them not only leaders, but makes them strong enough where they can fight like a warrior, but at the same time also have the brains, you know, and the heart, right, to want to save humanity. So this is where people that like to say, oh, they're from the same old bloodlines, blah. people are not cookie cutters, okay? Our genome should tell you how incredibly varied we are. And just because your father or their grandfather, you know, was a fucking Nazi, doesn't make you a Nazi, all right? It, you know, it might be a warning, but it's not, it doesn't make you one. So going back to the election. So what happens is you have these old Republican guard that were in charge of the Republican party. And there was no way in hell they would let Trump in even as a candidate without getting him to agree to certain premises that they planned to roll out with the next president. And so COVID was an agenda. COVID is an agenda. It is a transhuman agenda. Why does that take precedence? Because the secret space program is obsessed. And I mean obsessed. And that means Hillary and Bill and all these people that are on that fucking team are all obsessed with creating a better human, what they consider to be a better human, who will live long, who will live hundreds of thousands of years, who will have the body that will be resilient, who will not be affected by radiation, who will not be affected by disease, blah, blah, blah. It sounds like a nice premise. However, there's a caveat. The issue with it is that this body that we inhabit, like this more or less a natural body, a carbon-based body, already contains all that. It's just that we haven't actualized it. As you heard, there's so-called junk DNA, which was a lie. Of course, it's not junk. Um, and on top of it, if you watch the movie, you, Lucy, you realize that a certain portion of our brain, like 90% or more, is not even being utilized. Understand that even the secret space program knows what I'm talking about here. They know we have these natural proclivities that are built in, you know, God does a better job than humans, if you want to look at it that way. All right. He already created a vessel that is amazing. It has amazing powers, but we haven't actualized them. And so most of our race has been taken down a dark path because they haven't realized who they really are which we were told in Camelot was the biggest secret of all. And basically that's why they're afraid of us. You know, we can do things, anything Christ did, we can do and more. And he said so, and it's true. So some things remained in the Bible actually made it through were true. Okay. And that's one of them. And we have evidence of that. And the Illuminati know that premise, but what is the problem? The problem is that they want to do it now. They don't want to wait for humanity to wake up to who they really are, to come into realization, for them to, you know, upscale their own DNA and, and go into meditation and link their chakras and all of this. Most humans probably won't ever do that. Okay. So 
with that in mind, knowing we were already invaded, know, knowing we were already a slave species under the reptilians foot, and that is carved into the temples and churches and you name it all over the planet, that there's a whole history that they even paid, you know, um, what do they call ISIS in Syria to go through and destroy evidence of the reptilian conquering and controlling humans. So they've done this lots of places now, but evidence still remains. So it's kind of like a big story. You have to understand how they had to think about this, how they had to figure it out, how they made decisions based on being, you know, the biggest, best, most frightening, you know, and also, by the way, taking complete control of this planet. What they, Illuminati also did as dark magicians is made packs with the negative races, things that even Eisenhower wouldn't have done, they did. And one of those things involves basically a satanic agenda that gets into the whole, you know, Luciferian, drink blood, blah, blah, blah. They don't consider a lot of humans to be the same race as them, believe it or not. They really don't. They call the general human population, quote unquote, useless eaters. And right. so they don't care when they kill you. And then they use your DNA or your, you know, louche, as it's called, slang, um, or your adrenochrome or whatever you want to call it, Oregon, Kundalini energy to make them bigger, better, and stronger. Okay. That because they don't consider you to be like anything at all, other than collateral damage, you know, a resource yeah, for them right. to exploit essentially. Right. And that kind of thinking does come to some degree also because of the AI alien overlay from the Grays, Reptilians, and Draco, who themselves, by the way, were taken over, the evidence is, by AI and are now run by AI. And that means a galaxy-wide AI that has taken over a galaxy next to us, God knows where it's been before, and according to Courtney Brown and his remote viewers, and is now taking over this one. So this is a program, and we are subject to it. And we need to climb our way out of this rabbit hole. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this, Carrie, because we, we started this segment of our conversation, you know, talking about, you know, why you believe the white hats are not in control. And I'm curious to hear what sort of indicators would make you would, would move the needle on Carrie in a sense, like would, would get you to sort of change your mind about, okay, well, maybe they actually are turning a corner here because you've laid out a, a very detailed picture about why, you know, first of all, what we're up against in the big picture, and you do it better than anyone really uh, to, to bring us all back is we, uh, we get tied up in the information about the congressional investigations and the banking collapse and all, you know, all these different topics, which are very important, but you always bring it back to the real core of what we're dealing with, which is this AI invasion. But I guess the, so that's the essence of my question. What would cause you to start to change your mind and, and maybe, believe that the white hats had turned a corner and actually had gained the upper hand in this war. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that they haven't, let's say made some advances, but because I have whistled, I get testimony from 
sources. And a lot of these sources I've known for years and years and years. And I do my own research as well as watch what's going on all around me constantly and stay up to date on everything. And by the way, someone in the chat is saying they thought archons fed on our energy. Lots of aliens feed on our energy. If it's a negatively based race, like what are called the archons, that's not, not actually a term for a race. That's kind of a term that was put into um, the Nag Hammadi texts and uh, basically, um, what's it called? Um, not Rosicrucianism, but um, whatever that particular philosophy. So it's just a, a term. It's not a scientific term for a certain racial group. Anyway, to get back to the subject, um, what I would say here is that, yes, there is some evidence that they have been very successful, as we all know, because certain things do appear to be changing, okay? Um, but it's very obvious that they're not in control. That's absurd because look at the situation. And one of the things I did, um, you know, I had a whole slide presentation that I didn't get to show on, cause I only had 20 minutes in San Diego. I know. Um, but I do have those slides and actually I put them, I did put them on the page in my website where the video of my speech is. So if you wanna look at my slides, there's a lot there. And I'll probably be giving that the rest of the presentation when I do my Awake and Aware um, in England show. I mean, you know, um, tour thing that I, I do, uh, 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 you know, um, sorry, I'm, my mind is going to a million. You just came back when from I, England, didn't you? Not too no. long ago. Well, well, no, I was in, I did go to England as part of my trip to when I'm on. Oh, you went way. to Egypt. That's right. That was part of it. And because my cameraman my, my basically my ex-boyfriend cameraman <laughs> his family lives in England so I stay with them and and he travels with me as my cameraman to Egypt so I you know it's, it's much easier for an American to fly to, first to UK and then for five hours in the same time zone more or less to Egypt than to go whatever it is, 18 hours or whatever the oh, hell yeah. it is um, to go, you know, to Egypt, the way the planes fly in very, very weird ways. So, but to get back to the White Hats, they have successes and they have failures and they have work in progress. Okay. Now you have to understand again, what are they up against? And you are suggesting that they're aligned with the secret space program, but they are not. This is a big part of the problem, okay? So even if they have devised, okay, one of the first premises was they had to get the hearts and minds of the people of the United States behind them. Now they claim that they got 80%. Maybe they did and maybe they didn't, okay? It, the jury's still out on that and where they get this figure from, I don't know, it's probably some voting figure type thing. But based on all the people I talk to, they still, people are behind the actual idea of taking this planet back and stopping this, you know, the adrenochrome highway with children, you know, child trafficking, human trafficking in, in theory, but they don't, they, first of all, the White Hats have done a terrible job of what you might call PR for themselves. Some people, or most people don't even think they exist. <laughs> 
And so you have to start there, okay? So we, you can look at the rest of the public as the engine, and this is worldwide, that makes it possible for, all, for the dark or the light to be successful on this planet. In a sense, we vote with our feet. So if they don't know you exist, they can't really vote for you, okay? And Trump has been, as you can see, attacked in every juncture. And so the dark side are doing those attacks. Although the whole premise, you've got to look at the agenda of the White Hats and how successful it is and why I criticize aspects. And arguably the White Hat AI could even be taking them down the wrong road from time to time because it could be controlled by a higher level AI. And they may be in denial about that, blah, blah, blah. And they may talk about their AI is carbon-based and others is silicon-based. Good luck with that. But nonetheless, so the idea is take a look around you. They are waiting. When their whole theory was they would allow the dark side to destroy itself. Except in millions of years, the dark side had never done that. <laughs> and... The dark side is incredibly adept at dodging bullets. Like they will change their tune. They will do anything because they have no moral sort of impediments to be their behavior, to saying yes or no, to lying to your face, to killing people like, you know, um, Allah 9-11, of course, but the apartment building where near... Um, where Ivanka, I think it is, uh, lived and, um, you know, in where the John McAfee supposed the material was in this Florida apartment building. Right. They demolished it a la 9-11, basically Twin Towers, demolished it down to the ground. When 107 and the White Hats were going to try to roll out the actual McAfee information, which we're still waiting for. We've gotten hints of it. It's kind of like the Biden laptop. We get hints of these things, but we never see the real nitty gritty come out to the people point blank. And that has to do with the fact that the dark side still runs the mainstream media. They tried to make inroads even at CNN with this guy that they put in place, uh, Chris, whatever is licked. Yeah, licked. And I studied that situation. He got fired. Um, so that had limited value and it turns out he wasn't really all that aligned with the trump agenda you know white hat agenda anyway um you got to look at their wins and their misses and you got to look at the actual situation we're dealing with okay now we're at the verge of and how much and i i have a slide of this which is actually kind of a fun slide that i stumbled on and it shows a person being tortured okay arms outstretched and then it basically says, if you torture somebody to get them to say they like, you know, I don't know, the current administration or whatever that you torture them for, is, is, is the torture really, are you not a, then a monster? And the Y hats are treading this line constantly because you're also a torturer if you allow the torturer to do their work. Even if you think they're killing themselves in the process, it doesn't matter. You're still maiming and you know this is where the whole agenda with regard to trump now back to when i said he had to agree to certain things one of the things he had to agree with was the COVID agenda why and why would he even be persuaded 
I can tell you that people from the secret space program would have come to Trump and his group and said, this is our agenda. We're slave race to the reptilians grace. And so we have a common enemy, you and us. But the bottom line is until we are bigger, better and stronger and can go out and colonize other planets and give us other options, by the way, than planet earth, we are going to be subjected to these races. Now, yes, we did devise, we reverse engineered the technology in our secret space program using Lockheed and Bechtel and all those companies. And they are in our back pocket. They work with us and for us. And yes, we're doing the best and the brightest. And we have been since the 1930s to beat the aliens at their own game. The trouble is that our secret space program and its leadership are also split between those who had joined the alien agenda, the negative alien agenda, which is the reptilian side, and the ones that you might say are still aligned with the Pleiadians for the positive outcome for humanity. So it's not simple. I was told about the split in the militaries and the secret space program years ago. Um, it makes perfect sense. There have been evidence of it. There's evidence that even our normal military has no fucking clue there's a super secret space program. Even though, you know, um, back in the day, uh, what's his name was actually taking people down to underground bases and showing them. I mean, you know what they say, the truth is out there, the evidence is out there, but you've got these old school, you know, some of these people are really old. And they don't want to hear new information. Their brains don't even accept it. So they stay in their little old picture. And a lot of those generals had to kiss a substantial amount of ass to get where they are today. And that changes you, okay? And you can be corrupted. And there are certain players on the white hat side that could be arguably discussed to be playing both sides, whether they intend to or not. And the White Hats are not deceived about this either. So this is where you get people like Bill Barr, you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing, so to speak, who is now clearly against Trump, you know. Um, back in the day, he worked for him, supposedly. Sometimes they use these characters, like Pence. They just keep them out of the loop, but they surround themselves with these players, in part because the people that financed the original Trump run for office, I believe, this, I, I forget their names, but they're these Jewish guys, they're very wealthy. And they basically would have had certain requirements, and they would have placed certain individuals around Trump in order for him to even run and play the game on their side. Those people were insurance policies for, do you remember the name of the guy that run, you know, that's sort of like a big is money it, man? Uh, Adelson? Is that? That's Adelson is one of them, but there's another guy. Anyway, doesn't matter. You have to understand it's, you know, it's so much like the Godfather, right? So they place certain people around you. And if you're smart, you basically, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. You work with them and you, you allow them in your club or you make them think they're in your club enough 
to keep them under your watchful eye because it let loose they'd be even more dangerous you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so as this thing has unwound itself gradually they had they have done these things on purpose allowed some of these characters they know were dubious into their midst gave them some reins to see what diabolical things they would come up with and to expose them that was kind of their premise their mo their modus operandi going back many many years they're still doing it okay and they're still playing this game why think about it because they understand politics and they play a political game and in politics you always are disguised in one way or another from what you really think and feel in your heart and so on it's very rare to get a politician who shoots from the heart okay mm-hmm. arguably Robert Jr. does, okay? Even there's a video where he goes, you know, is JFK Jr. alive and touch your nose? And he does, he touches yeah, the side yeah. of his nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, and some people are more preconceived, you know, conditioned to want to tell the truth. John John, John Jr., who is, I have said, and it is out there that he is the VP of the Republic. Trump is the president of the Republic. The U.S. corporation was folded by executive decree um, when Trump was in office. Doesn't even exist. The Biden show run by the CCP take over of our planet, not just our planet, but our country. Uh, You know, it's all programmed in that way. All right. And they are using the law of war manual. Arguably, they should have taken back our country by force. According to that manual, if you actually read it and understood it, and Juan Osavan certainly talked about it a lot two, three, two years ago, but suddenly they stopped talking about it and they stopped doing it, at least in, in the public. So some of the things that they haven't done yet, they've been working on and they will do, right? And some of the things have gone by the wayside and some, you know, they say 5D chess, some of the game has changed over the years. So, you know, the things that had impact two years ago have no impact today, things like that. And certain other things have come to the fore and so on. And that's an ever-changing game. So why don't they have control? Because it's so obvious that they haven't done a great deal that they could have done. They could have gone right down the fucking road. And I've said this in many interviews and on my in my articles and so on you know they had the voter the blockchain of the votes they could have demonstrated all of these things were not dependent on the courts that rejected them that were completely taken over by the dark side okay they could have rolled it out they could have owned a media channel by now that would be major okay but they chose not to do that either now some of these things might have been stopgap efforts to avoid collateral damage such that people's children could be dead. People's, you know, wives, husbands, you name it, right? So they have a constant threat of that in every way, shape and form. Anytime they decide to do any kind of unilateral action, but they are- Do you you think that's why MSM is still standing, Carrie? 
because of the threats. I mean, because I mean, you know, in all honesty, it sounds like a lot of what you're saying here. I mean, and I think everyone out there resonates with this is a major barometer is, you know, disclosure, telling the truth and and actually putting it out on mainstream media. And that really begs the question that we've all had now for some time, which is why is the mainstream media still in place? And obviously there are a million different answers or, or angles you could approach that from, but in your estimation, do you think that the White Hats simply do not have the capability to take down the MSM? No, they could have taken them down in a heartbeat and they still could. The thing is that they have the technology as does the dark side. But when you both have the same level of weapons, it becomes, you know, um, it's like a Star Wars contest, right? We both have the biggest, baddest Star Wars, you know, lightsaber thing. But that's kind of canceling each other out, okay? Because the one can do as much damage as the other. And by the end of the day, there'll be no one left standing. And that's not the point, okay? That's not how you're going to survive and thrive. So um, they have to weigh these options. And I can bet that their AI and their generals working together, this is what Juan said. I said, Juan, you need me. He said, no, we don't need you. We've got the AI and the generals and you know, you're, you're like not necessary. He said, we have plenty of psychics and whatever. But care- apparently they do need me because they still don't get it. <laughs> they don't realize the, thing, the, the places where they're falling down. And in part, I think that's because everyone probably working for them kisses their ass. Probably that's, I think it's a good guess. Uh, I, it may not be the only reason, all right? It may be because I have a very unique background that none of the people working for them have, by the way. So um, it's, it's difficult. Uh, and, and by the way, I do want to go back to the Stephen Greer thing and say, there's a big problem with Stephen Greer rolling out some of these whistleblowers, sponsoring them along with the, in essence, what it, you might call is the Biden show the secret government, or even backed by the White Hats. And what it is, is two premises that he's, are complete lies. One is that all aliens are good, and what does that do? That turns humans into prey in a major way, because don't defend yourself from, you know, from V, you know, the V movies, because they're so sweet and nice. And because they have good technology, they must be good people, you know, or beings or whatever. I mean, it is such a kiss-ass bullshit lie that it boggles the mind he's been saying this for the last 25 years and he's still saying it today he premised his entire video with the testimonies of the whistleblowers with that statement and the next statement which is another incredible lie is basically well aside from the one he that he taught the cia and the congress people how to look at craft and talk to aliens and so on is such bullshit but it's something, it's a lie they told him because they, they know he has an ego. And so they've been convincing him that, oh, they had no idea. So now he wants to convince everyone, and this is a CIA premise that he's been told to spread, which is the government does not want to face hordes of people that want to come and tear them limb from limb or tribunals or anything else for the 80 plus years of lying to them every day and every night and using the mainstream as its, you know, its vehicle. Bullhorn. So 
understanding what they're facing. And this was always a big factor if disclosure should ever happen. How do they explain their lies? How do they explain all of the, the abductions and all of the missing children, the millions every year of humans that disappear from national parks and other places? The four, you know, 411 or 9, whatever he calls his book. You know what I'm saying? In other words, someone is responsible because someone is running this fucking planet and they are responsible. And therefore, as we awaken, someone might have to pay the price for their lies and their murders and their genocide and their COVID agenda and their this and their that. Humans, the ones here on the planet, that still have some human DNA that want payback are gonna want payback and they're not gonna sit quietly. So Stephen Greer is selling the idea that, oh, you know, the intelligence agencies even counter to their title, which is an oxymoron. They're not so intelligent, but the intelligence agencies and the government didn't know. They really didn't know. They had no idea there were special access programs going on under their feet with Lockheed Martin and BlackRock and you name them. They had no idea, even though they rubbed shoulders with these people every day of their life. They went to parties with these people. They kissed these people's asses. They supported them. They joined them. They worked for them. Need I say more? I mean, come on. This is another Stephen Greer fucking lie. And I am so sick of it. I am sick of not just him lying, because yeah, he, he might be demented and taken over by certain races, no doubt. But what about all the rest? Even my colleagues are backing some of these lies. Insanity, when the evidence is everywhere. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this, Carrie, because I think this <laughs> next question goes right to the heart of pretty much everything we've been talking about tonight. And I don't know whether you've seen this intel that's emerged suggesting that the Congress Authorization Act of 2024 is essentially a final white hat ultimatum to the deep state to reveal all of these hidden technologies, including the fact, of course, that we're not alone in the universe. And apparently, this is within a six-month time frame. And I actually, I talked to Gene about this uh, just the other day. And there have been some other reports suggesting that rogue elements of the secret space program are being forced out into the light by the alliance, specifically by the uh, the space force, excuse me, which has been secretly at war with the three-letter agencies, particularly the CIA behind the scenes for decades. And actually, it was, I think it was Q, the Stormwriter, put out a post recently saying that the White Hats actually stole more than $2 trillion from the cabals. Black op funds, which we know are financed by human trafficking, drug running, gun running, you know, the three, the trifecta. And they use these assets to build out the Space Force and the white hat aligned units of the SSP. And this happened back in 2001, just ahead of 9 11, which of course then subsequently gave the enemy the pretense they needed to introduce the Patriot Act, which was a vehicle to go after their own enemies internally. So I'm curious, have you heard this intel? What are your thoughts on this idea that the White Hats are presenting the deep state with this ultimatum? Like, you got to come forward with all of this stuff or 
where else? And we're just going to move in militarily. I think that's the general understanding. Have you um, heard about I this? What your I thoughts? have trouble with that idea because I was told to my face several times by 107. And I know that another person who knows a lot about the alien agenda as I do, and who is actually a friend, Simon Parks was told the exact same thing. Do not talk about the alien situation. If they wanted to talk about the alien situation and the AI situation, then they would have fucking recruited me a long time ago when I asked to be recruited. And I've asked many times, and that's in person as well, Tuan's face. Now, think about that. Okay, so maybe they didn't just didn't want me involved in disclosing. They now want it suddenly. I mean, look, I'd love that to be true. I think it's a really nice idea that the white hats are pushing disclosure. <laughs> but actually, I don't think so. I think someday they will. I think maybe it's on their agenda item number, you know, 2014 or something. But I don't think it's right up here with the top 10. I'm sorry. Because based on everything the one talks about and does, he's done nothing but avoid the topic. Going to such a length as saying, oh, it's cyberspace that Space Force is dealing with, not the aliens. We don't want to talk about those aliens. Yeah, he kind of and, ridicules uh, the idea almost, you know, like, oh, yeah, the space I mean, aliens. You know. So, And he is one of their leaders. OK, but yeah, sure. He could be saying one thing. Trump could be saying another. The White Hats embedded in their organization could be pushing another. I mean, it's perfectly possible. That's like an old Illuminati trick play both sides, right? So I think the White Hats are often copying the methods of the dark side. The trouble with that is, again, it puts you on a line, a very thin line that actually goes from being on the light side of things and the, you know, the good Christ-oriented heart side to joining the dark side when you cross that line too many times. And there's evidence of that. So Look, all I can tell you about that is that everything they have done has been to avoid disclosing the real truth about what's really going on. And even going so far as Juan did an interview with me and basically said he would never let me interview him again, number one, because he would violate his security oath, which he told me also at the Reckoning Fest to my face in person, like, and I, when I say to my face, I mean what, right in my face. <laughs> so, you know, this is where I would say it's hard to believe they're suddenly backing something that they didn't want me to be the part of at, on any level. And at least one other person who they who's basically signed a contract with them, and I think he's not shy about saying so, so I'll say so, is Simon Parks. Well, I haven't signed any contract with them, and I can tell you that evidence is to the contrary, that they are sponsoring a disclosure right now, because it doesn't seem really to serve their agenda. What it does serve is a Project Bluebeam agenda of the dark side to distract humanity to a, an agenda that I told people a million times by now, that Randy Kramer, a super, super soldier who is a Marine, who is sponsored by his Marine officer superior, whatever you call those people, 
um, who was there in person at Yelm, like I think it's four years ago now when I was there as well as a speaker who went on stage and said to the audience, albeit a very small audience, which they knew because they try to keep these little you know, test balloons small, is basically that within three years, the military had decided, and this is the secret military, to launch a fake alien agenda so that they could utilize a lot of their toys that they have built over the years and not been able to roll out, number one. Number two, have disclosure of a kind in which they win all the battles because most of the battles would be televised, okay? Where using CGI and fake aliens that they built, whether it's with holograms or whatever the fuck, or even hired, they could, there's plenty of aliens out there to, to hire, to pretend to kill. And that about, he said on stage, about a million humans would be co collateral damage on even the fake alien invasion. Now I raised my hand and said, okay, how are you gonna have a fake alien invasion when the real ones are already here, which they are. And he basically came stomping down off the, stair off the stage, right into my face and practically looked like he was gonna beat me up to shut me up. And it was all on film. And what happened to the film of the conference? It disappeared. It never made it to the public. And on top of it, I also said to him, okay, let's guess on what kind of fake alien they're gonna use. And then with that, you have to go back to the Halo series and these all these you know, games that children play you know, on the computer where they are killing aliens. And most of them are insectoids or bugs of some kind. So that's most likely gonna be the kind of fake alien that they're gonna use, by the way, for their blue beam thing. Mm. And way back in the day, John Lear, first of all, and then Norm Bergman. Norm Bergman was a famous scientist that worked in Moffett Field for NASA his entire life. And I interviewed him right before they took him and whisked him away. He disappeared completely from the scene. He thought he was gonna go public they had misled him to think he was suddenly going to talk to the people. He did one interview with me and then he was gone, disappeared, probably into an underground base. He was like in his 90s, very smart as a whip, incredible man. And he's written a book called The Ringmakers of Saturn. If you don't know about it, it's basically free on the Internet. And so what happens is they both testified that holograms were so good back in those days. And this interview has been done probably in 2015 or something like that. I don't know. And basically, even before that, Lear was telling us this, that he'd attended a conference in which the speaker walked into the crowd. They all thought he was a real person and then blinked out and they found out he was a hologram. He was so convincing. So their, their hologram technology is incredibly sophisticated. And by the way, according to our whistleblower, <laughs> Henry Deacon, and this goes back like 16 years, basically testified to us that they had used holograms to hit the trade centers, that they used a little plane to, to fake the sound and they covered it with a, an incredible hologram. And that's what really happened during 9-11. And, and Lear actually testified to that and he didn't even know our whistleblower. So what can I say? Um, this stuff is like 
you don't realize the plans that have gone on here. And when I went to the area of Stanford University and was interviewing a whistleblower who worked in the secret space program, they hit me with some kind of scalar weapon and you know tried to basically injure me. And I don't even know to this day what happened, but I know I survived and I got better. But I'm just saying this, you know, this stuff, they're not, all I'm saying is that so far, all evidence is that other than Space Force, which by the way, your earlier question was, is Space Force counter or was it a counter built to, no. Space Force is basically an amalgamation control operation placed on top of the Air Force and the Navy and the traditional as a kind of umbrella organization. And it is a testimony to the fact that they were trying to basically control the secret space program. Their success in that area is limited because of the sections of the secret space program that are not only working hand in hand with the negative aliens, the Draco, the Greys, the reptilians, the insectoids in Antarctica, the, you know, the list goes on. And it's kind of a hard, you know, it's kind of hard to weed out all this stuff and to get just the good hearted members of that program to sort of align with you. So I don't think it's been done yet. I don't think it's done. I think it's, uh, it's going to take years and years and years for this whole thing to happen. Um, in a sense, uh, you know, lately I've been watching this um, whole thing about the Nazi organization and how they, they put Franco in place in Spain. And then eventually they moved a lot of whistleblowers and they, people they wanted to protect when they so-called lost the war through Spain to other places, right? And they had to, in essence, remove Franco eventually and replace him. But arguably, Spain is still a dictatorship. Everything I've ever learned about Spain has told me this. And I've been there several times and they act like Nazis even to this day. So, you know, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about governments that were taken over by the Nazis who have never stepped down, who are still fully operational. Again, I bring it back to if the White Hats were in control, they would have done all of this. Now, I know that Trump passed out envelopes telling them they'd be exposed as the blood drinking pedophiles that they are, at, you know, as he traveled the world. But other than that warning, and the tribunals that we hear occasionally, Juan says, uh, contain, you know, agents of various agencies at this time. Um, you know, we're sitting around waiting and this thing is going on and on. And by the way, the people and the AIs are not operating according to the White Hat timeline. The White Hat timeline is infiltrated by this Republican guard, old guard mentality that says, oh, you can roll it out in 10 years or something. Um, They have the QFS, 
they could put the QFS in operation, but they're letting, this is the problem too with their agenda. They're letting the dark side roll out the worst of the worst before they decide to swoop in and turn it around. Whether when they do that, they will be successful or not, I don't know. I know from my dreams of the future, I am a precog, that they are going to be successful for a time. But I've said this on a few shows. I can't remember if I said it on yours. I certainly said it in a, Josh Reed and I discussed it. That basically what I've seen in the future is this fight with aliens and the alien intervention and the bases they've created under sea bases, under earth bases has gone on and has gone very, very deep. And this will be going on for years and years, okay, beyond any time if Trump ever goes back into office, okay, and hopefully he does, but they are fighting a sort of a devil, if you will, so deep and so entrenched that even when it looks like you're winning, you could be losing because that's one of their tactics is to make you think they're winning. Why? Because that disarms you and it certainly disarms the public. So if you and other broadcasters put out this, you know, happy, smiley, you know, hearts and flowers idea, like David Wilcock has been doing for years, that we're going to have a golden age. So don't worry. It's okay. That's a gray alien agenda to disarm humans, to make them not aware of how taken over they are and how much they need to fight to win back their world. Hmm. All right. Well, let me ask you this, Carrie. Do you think that, I mean, you said that you think this is going to go on for years and years. Um, do you think, and you know, certainly we've talked about the false flag alien invasion, we talked about Blue Beam tonight. And obviously there's the nuclear scare that Juan has talked about. He's been a big part of our conversation. We know that there have been fifth gen attacks all over the world. And certainly I, I even heard you met, remind folks recently, uh, Werner von Braun on his deathbed told everybody that the false flag alien invasion card would be coming and that it would ultimately, I've actually heard people say that the target years are 2023 and 24. Now, so I'm, I guess what the essence of my question is, if this is going to go on for years and years, do you see these events that so many in the Patriot community are talking about, like the false flag alien invasion, the nuclear scare, the grid shutdown, the EBS? I mean, are you saying that you don't think that these things are going to come to pass? Or are you saying that you think they're going to come to pass, but way further down the line than people think? I just want to get a kind of point no, of clarity on that. I think these are, um, you know, the way I see them are, you're, you're talking about them as if they're white hat engineered events. And I see them as dark hat engineered events that the white hats may try to mitigate or may allow to happen. Okay. Cause they could stop it if they wanted, but they won't. So we're going to have the rollout of the central bank digital currency. It's a black hat operation. It's a global reset. It's Klaus Schwab at his worst, depending on how you want to look at the Nazi. Uh, or, you know, the other things like you're saying, the grid shutdown. Now, supposedly, some of these things are supposed to be to allow the White Hats to do certain operations. That's, that was the rationale initially. However, what we looked at now is the bottom line that 
it's more like a threat event, a torture event that they're allowing to happen to the American people to quote unquote, wake them up while the dark side gets to roll out their agenda even further in our faces. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, it's, it, I guess it's a cart before the horse type of an argument and it could easily be made as coming from either side, but there's no doubt as to the dark agenda. And so once you know the dark agenda and you understand the dark agenda, then anyone who allows the dark agenda to make even four inches further along this road at this point in time, and we're talking going into this so-called war um, that the white hats are trying to, you know, be the storm over, uh, has been going on for at least six years in the public, probably longer, but you know, much of it in hiding. So what we're talking about is agenda items that are clearly on the agenda, have been on the agenda, but there aren't just, you know, rolling it out as part of the white hat agenda because their version of it is not the dark hat version of it. And the dark hats, I mean, look, the white hats took over and there was an article about this, but everyone said it wasn't true until it was you know, basically said to be true by one for one thing, um, that the white hats took over Mount Weather in Washington. And that took complete control over all of the communications like in a big way, such that they could shut down all the communications in the United States and roll out their, you know, um, EBS or whatever you want to call it. So they did that a few years ago, supposedly. They also supposedly have done some kind of deal, and I'm not sure what it is, with what's called the SES, you know, C, uh, sort of senior executive service or whatever right. they call that. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that, organization used to be in control of the communications and everything. But then once Trump was in office and Trump and the White Hats basically rolled everything under NORAD uh, right when Trump left office, since then, the SES is not in control of that kind of thing. They don't have the nuclear football, as they call it. Trump has it and he's announced that he has it. Um, so there are a lot of lies and misdirects out there that it behooves both sides to participate in actually. And so I don't, you know, these are degrees of um, success, right? But again, like, let's say you have control over something, but if you roll out your control, your enemy who has weaponry that is scalar weaponry, that is particle beam weapon, all this technology has been developed in the dark side secret space program. A lot of it is under the purview of the dark side aliens and humans. So they definitely have it, but so do the White Hats. I think they're smart enough to have garnered that technology. So that when you try to do any of these things or exercise any of these things, you're gonna have a blowback like maybe you can't handle, okay? And you have to realize and understand what can you handle and what can't you? What kind of blowback can you handle if you exercise some of these things that you say you control, right? Because the enemy goes back eons. This is not, you know, the White Hats have only been in operation for, even if you want to argue it, something like 20 years, okay? 
the black hats have been on operation long before Egypt, you know, and the Sumerians during that time, going back to that time. Okay. Even before that probably. And of course the fall of Atlantis is a case in point because they had, a, we were, we're basically more or less almost even, even with the development of the fall of Atlantis when it was hit by, I think the second hit was a meteor that demolished the island. So these people use planets as bowling balls, in essence. Um, we're not talking about a race or races who are willing to hold back if they decide, you know, if, you, if they can't have it, you're not going to have it type of thing, right? They'll right. destroy it. So it's a very kind of push come to shove situation and it continues to be. And they, it's, there's really no let up, okay? And like I was trying to explain that in my dreams, I have seen some victories. I have seen even, well, I think Trump goes back into office, although I'm not completely sure of that. I know he certainly runs. And supposedly I try to help him and so does Juan. Uh, but what we don't know is certain other elements and, or let's, let's say cards that both sides have cards that haven't been played, okay? And these are sometimes called trump cards, right? right? So one of the trump cards is, of course, his link up with his uncle and Tesla tech. So it's important and I, it behooves you to watch at least part of this Trump um, you know, time travel thing because there are some kind of clues into how much this tech is like amazing. But both sides have that tech by now. And Trump may have an ace in the hole in that in regard to the Tesla tech that we don't know about. What it would be, I don't know, but just saying. Um, certainly, you could even say that JFK Jr. and Trump there's a picture of him holding a picture, a card of JFK Jr. is one of the Trump cards. Okay. He's a, is one of their, you know, ace in the holes, if you will, that could bring the audience that has already been turning your, their backs on everyone because they're sick of waiting back onto the floor and back believing that there really is something to the white hats that's real. So-and-so, and there are even the people that hate Trump could come back on board because John F. Kennedy Jr. was backing him in a public way. So, you know, there are a number of cards that haven't been played actually on both sides. Now, the other card that we should talk about very briefly, and I know this has gone on for ages, I think. But, <laughs> I was going to wind it down after this, yeah. but yeah, go ahead. So I'm just going to say this one thing, and then I think we should wind it down. Um, Richard Allen Miller, as I've said many times, and I think I might have already talked about this on your show. But basically, he came on my channel in an interview a year ago and said that based on what's called three sigma, which is a military term, he works for military intelligence and always has. He's a scientist. He's a physicist. He's also a magus of the highest degree in the OTO, you know, echelon of dark maguses. But he considers himself a white, you know, worker, whatever you want to call that. Um, and he's a very good hearted man. He basically was put out to pasture, but they keep complete tabs on him. They keep him poverty stricken and in dire straits. And they've been hitting him physically a lot lately because he's getting older and so on. But now they've recruited him because supposedly, okay, so a year ago he came on my show to say he figured out a date 
when we're having, going to have a Carrington-like event that involves earth changes that are going to move um, what you call the plates, okay? And that um, I have even had dreams of this, which is that land masses will at some point start rising out of the water, okay? New land masses, so to speak, and that it will be happening quickly. And that maybe the Juan de Fuca's fault is going to go and that the Yellowstone is going to go and whatever that you want to put in that package. Okay. He wasn't super specific. You can listen to my interview with him. When he did that interview directly after my entire site was taken down for six days and they couldn't figure out what was wrong until they had to go up to the very top of the thing that rules the internet, which is called ICANN, I think. And they basically had look, I had a secret, um, what do you call it, security person, hacker, whatever you want to call him, go in and figure this out. And we were restored. Okay. But not until we were offline for six days. So you could say, well, that might be a verification that what Richard Allen Miller was actually telling us based on his directive from Navy intelligence that arguably is a large part of good side, right? Right. Um, not necessarily all of it, but most of it, and basically had decided they needed to warn humans. The way they did it was through Richard Allen Miller, who, who's a very difficult person to have a conversation with because he's his mind goes a, may, a mile a minute and he goes in many different directions at once. And you have to keep up. And in my case, I kind of try to corral him in and put him down the road. But anyway, he said, end of March early April, 2024, this event is going to happen. Now, there are a lot of people out there, even scientists and various people, I think um, Planet X people, you name them, uh, are all saying 2025, strangely. So most of them are pushed off to 2025, but they're saying, everyone is saying of these kinds of people are saying an event is coming. There is reason to believe that a lot of these so-called events that we think are natural can be man-made or man or stimulated by the deep state, deep ocean, you know, whatever they want, earthquakes, you name it. And they can also have a kill shot from the sun come in and trigger volcanic action worldwide. There's a lot of ways to destabilize a system and the and the world is a system. So the dark side if they have to pull out these cards because they're losing, will do so. No doubt about it, okay? Because it works for them. Chaos always works for them as far as they're concerned. And so that's a card that has not been played that looks like it's emerging out of the deck from the dark side. Just saying, may or may not happen. They may be stopped. They may already have been stopped. We don't know, but this is the kind of thing. This is the game. It's a high stakes game that's being played. And this so-called nuclear thing, well, China's going into Cuba and trying to build, I don't know, bases there or some such thing. They've certainly gone into Mexico and done this. You know, they've been putting their military in Mexico and South America forever. Um, and I've been reporting on it forever um, based on whistleblower testimony. <laughs> And I've even had dreams about this. And, you know, I had a dream years ago in which I saw that they were invading through the southern border, which indeed they are now. And I had a dream that they let 
them in, which indeed they have. Um, so some of my dreams of the future have come true. So I listen to my dreams. I'm not saying I'm some prophet or any of that stuff. I'm just saying sometimes my dreams come true and they are real. Mm -hmm. So um, lots of people have dreams of the future. Some of them are very accurate. Even during 9-11, a lot of people knew that was going to happen. So what we're talking about here is a game that's very high stakes here on planet Earth. If you want to call this whole thing a simulation put on by, you know, some higher beings that, you know, and we're souls that decide to play the game, you know, because we of what we might gain from it, learning about our own heroic abilities and this and that, um, because it behooves you to be a hero in this game. It does not behoove you to be a frightened little mouse. All right. You will just get run over and you will regret it. If reincarnation is what I believe it to be, which is real, you will come back and pay the price of your fear and your your lack of, of you know, insight and your stupidity. And you will no longer be stupid in your next incarnation because you would have developed the brain cells, you know, and the soul level to understand that some things are important. So but I digress. Absolutely. Well, Carrie, this has been an amazing conversation as usual. Um, I know you've been, uh, you know, you've been rock and rolling there just quickly before we break tonight, tell folks um, a little bit about project camelotportal.com because I think they'll be interested to hear what they can get for the price of a latte, as you often say. <laughs> okay. So $3 a month, if you subscribe for a year and that money will actually be used by me I do most of all the work on my whole entire project. But as I say, you know, a former boyfriend of eight years who's been working with Camelot for eight, over eight years has, you know, helps edit um, footage, film footage when we shoot live, helps with various things behind the scenes, sometimes build, does banners, does various things for Camelot. So it helps me to, to pay him and to pay one admin and my current admin is being threatened in various ways and might have to leave. So I think I might need a new admin, but you know, if you're out there, you could send me a, a resume, whatever. Um, so we're kind of still trying to move on that. Um, just What's your case. email address, Carrie, in case someone's out there and they want so to- Oh, it's my them. name, Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, at Project Camelot, all one word, and portal. So it's Carrie at projectcamelot.tv or Carrie at projectcamelotportal.com or Carrie at projectcamelot.org. We own those three URLs. Of course, the deep state stopped us in the early days when we first formed because our webmaster stole projectcamelot.net from us, even though we paid for it. And uh, projectcamelot.com was never available. I don't think it's available now. And some hidden Illuminati probably owns it. So please do not make the mistake like the truthtour.net did and put projectcamelot.com as my website because it is not and will never get you here. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you specified that. Yeah, projectcamelotportal.com. Mm -hmm. That's where you can find Carrie. I highly recommend it. And once again, Carrie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge with us. It's truly amazing. 
And everybody out there in the audience, make sure you check out the links in the description. I'm going to put a link to projectcamelotportal.org. Just to make sure everyone can find it nice and easy. You can find other links to support my work as well. And I'll be back soon with another report. And until then, folks, thank you for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.